me father, Luke. <laughs> Why did Josh? That's such a bad. Why does Josh do that? It's okay. We love him just the way he is. Okay. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Greater Meaning Podcast. As usual, I am your host, Andrew, alongside my two co-hosts, Nathan and Joshua. Hey there. Welcome as we unravel biblical history with a side of laughter. I'm your one of your hosts, and I'm here to tickle your funny bone while exploring the deeper meanings behind those ancient tales of the Bible. Get ready to laugh. Learn and maybe even have a divine relate revelation Josh, or two. Cut <laughs> it out. Let's dive Josh, in with Josh. the f- it No, no, there, let buddy. him finish. He wrote this. Let him, let's wrote dive this? in let and find the humor in the holy. Wow, the, the humor, humor in the holy. The holy. It um, rhymed. That's not what rhyming is. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some interesting poems. You're you're good job, Josh. Yeah, I'm I glad. understand, but that's not what rhyming is. Well, we're happy to have you guys here with us on episode three of the Greater Meaning Podcast. This week, we will continue our journey through the story of the Bible from beginning to end in chronological order. Last week, we observed the tragic story of the temptation and fall of mankind from the Garden of Eden. This week, we'll be exploring murder. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, it doesn't like go great for humanity. They haven't learned their lesson. Let's just say it keeps getting a little bit worse, and we see the evident need for salvation from God and His continued mercy for humanity. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be real this week. Uh, we're really excited to get into this story. Um, we're really excited to continue this journey. Um, I don't really have anything else to say. Further ado, let's get into it. It's the saddest story because it's when a brother murders his brother. Yeah, it's it's deep. Where brotherly love turns into brotherly hate. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's <laughs> rhyming. <laughs> it, it is? No. <laughs> All right, so how should we begin? You want me to read? Yeah, I think we this week's chapter we're gonna we're gonna start um Well, this week's story takes us into Genesis chapter 4, where we'll see kind of the aftermath of the exile. You have Adam and Eve exiled from the garden. Now they're still in the land of Eden. Uh, They're just not in that garden, which was planted in the east. So chapter 4, verse 1, Nathan, if you want to kick us off. Now Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Then she bore again, this time his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and their fats. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. Yeah. So, who his countenance fell? Great. I don't even know what that word means. But I'm that just... means he his he got upset, deeply upset. He, like it was a visible upset. Where like imagine shoulders falling, fou- face frowning. His facial expression. It's like changed. you could. He wasn't just like, oh, it's fine. What does he countenance didn't have a mean? Really good poker face. No. You could read that he was upset. 
by looking at his face. Yeah, a so person's things- face, face or facial expression. Yeah, you're right. That's, yeah, it's uh, like an obvious thing. Like he was very upset. Now, before we get into that, you know, we 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 just want to explore kind of this post Eden world or this post Garden world. Yeah, um, I think it's pretty interesting to note. You know, it's like the first thing we see. You know, Adam knows his wife, and she conceives and born uh, bears Cain. He's the firstborn. Um, you know, and the first thing she says is, "I have acquired a man from the Lord." I think it's an interesting way to say that. Because um, she's acknowledging that even though the act was probably between her and Adam, you know, the conception, the the life and the birth she attributes and gives back to the Lord. So we see that even though they sinned, even though they were exiled from the garden, there's still um, a remnant of that looking to God and maintaining some form of relationship with God. So that's kind of the first thing that came to mind when I was reading the story and I was running through it again is that what was life like? What was, you know the post garden life, what was that relationship with God look like? You know, as a, before it was probably a lot more intimate, almost face to face. I like to imagine, you know, afterwards, like, what do you think it was like for them? How do you think they saw God? Do you think Eve was confused that Cain had, had a belly button? <laughs> oh man. Dude. Were they sure. like, something's wrong with this? Well, one? imagine when it comes out, it's still attached. <laughs> and they're just like, does it just stay this what way? We, what do we do? Yeah, a lot I mean, of confusion with the first if, birth. If maybe God, maybe was God was kind of there during the process. Well, God is technically there during all the processes, isn't He? I well, yeah, yeah. He's obviously like there that? during, like during that everybody's answer? process, like but <laughs> at that time, He's still He was still around. Like they weren't in the Garden of Eden. God wasn't walking with them as He did when He wasn't in the Garden with them. But but yeah, I, no, you're right. He he definitely was still present. He was still speaking to them. There had to have been things that they like traditions and like I'm I'm sure they still kept the Sabbath day holy. I'm sure that Adam still had his you know routine that he kept up with. And maybe that's why she life. said, "I have acquired a man from the Lord," because God was with the whole process. And well, I mean. Whenever you have a child, especially it's your first child and you haven't seen any other babies ever, and then you have a child and it's living, you're going to be like, God, thank you that there's another man here other than freaking Adam. (laughs) Well, that that brings up a very good – and the reason I asked it in that way was another question. What do you guys think? Do you think that it was just Adam and Eve and Cain during that time, or do you think that there was multitudes of people – in different parts of it, you know, that there wasn't this, this happened one, one, one. It's like you guys try. It's like you guys try to put me in positions to sound like the crazy person. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, because it's not like I'm, I am a Christian. I am a born again Christian. I believe in the Bible. I Let believe in God. Stay. I, I, I try and I, <laughs> I, I'm not the most perfect believer, but I do what I can, and I, I do try, and I I, I walk in, in the ways of the Lord every single day. That's best God I can. God bless you, Josh. <laughs> what What's the problem, dude? He, I set him up with a question that could bring some oh, type like, of conspiratorial. There's more you know, it just it doesn't. I was just having this, the, this conversation the other day, literally yesterday, actually, mm-hmm. with this All guy. He and, this, is he conversating with you? When he says this, <laughs> having this conversation. Not no, this I did, oh. it was not not with him. It was somebody else. Yeah. And we were talking about the concept of 
uh, well, in the previous episode, so uh, Sam asked uh, about time and and God, and mm-hmm. and we got into this conversation of, well, if God is uh, um, is forever, there is no beginning and there is no end to God. Then yeah. God obviously is out of time and there is no time. Um, I. I was trying to say to him that, well, if God is forever, God's time did not start with earth. He's been here forever. It doesn't, it would be kind of weird to just all of a sudden be like earth and that's God's whole story. Yeah. I mean, we talked about the last episode. He's outside of time, but when it comes to the story of her today, do you think that it was just the next year she conceived and born? Let me get get to it. you know, Cain was obviously first. And I'm getting somewhere with this. I'm getting son. somewhere with this. All right. But you're cutting me Cain off. Cain and Abel. Quit it. Sorry. So if he, let's just say that earth wasn't like the first thing he ever did. It says in the Bible, in the very beginning, that he created the heavens and the earth. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, it says, it starts, the Bible starts out with, in the beginning, he created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning yes. of what? The beginning of the time not in the beginning of time no 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 the because time if time is is time is forever yeah exactly time yeah, that's for what I mean. us yeah, it's for us so if if the story of the bible of is of the whole thing of earth then in the beginning of the whole conception of earth that's when the heavens and the earth was created now if god is forever theoretically we were discussing could there have been other planets other things that he has done before maybe you could even say like, oh, well, Earth, Mars used to have water. They're used. The whole thing of life is you find life on other planets. And if it has water, then there theoretically would have been life there. So if he did other things, and that's where we also have this, because um, it says somewhere else in the Bible that, that he has with the sun's when Satan went up to the throne to have a discussion with God in Job, mm-hmm. God, he God. barged into a meeting it was where God was having a, yeah. his meeting with the sons of God, the children of God, the sons of God. So we know Jesus is a son of God. Now let's mm-hmm. say on these other plan, on these other freaking universes, I don't know, but let's just say on these other things before this, that there was without sounding crazy, um, that sounds crazy that there was another quote unquote son of God okay. on let's, each let's one of those on universes. Because you're going, you're going like into different. Yeah, I'm going into different realms. So if what there was I'm, other people, what I, <laughs> I, I, get, I get where you're going. Let me slow you down there, champ. Just, just relax. God, Jesus, the this son of Rick God. And Morty episode. Dude. <laughs> Second time you're gonna. Remember. So Josh, Rick and Morty's a cartoon, man. Dude, is, so I'm sorry for the way my brain thinks, okay? Just let me let me explain because it's okay the way your brain thinks. No, it's not. I'm just <laughs> I thought about the same stuff. No, you know, I've like, I've had thoughts uh, like are there other all of us, it's, let's just be honest. I know. You know, you you kind of, you know, say it. I mean, it's like other people pretend like they don't, like, oh I only think about the Bible the way it writes. And I've had that thought. I'm too. not that pious. You Let know? me just tell you straight up why I I don't you know believe or don't believe, but don't you know say the same things when I when I read and when you gain a further understanding when you look at for example other planets the way you were trying to go other peoples other assemblies of hosts other heavens and earths other 
son of God. There is understanding the son of God, Jesus. It didn't say son. It said son. It said children. But you you were kind of alluding towards that. Um, Jesus is one with the Father, as the Father is one with Him. They're part of the same. They're they're the three in one. So to say, no, there wasn't. You know, another Jesus for another world. Or there was now God is so massive and vast and so complex and so beyond our understanding. Can I say that, you know, we're the only ones there are biblical evidence to say yes. And there's also, you know, people that theorize other way. My question specifically before we get too much in the abstract, were there other people on earth Earth after the, you know, not before Cain because, or maybe even in the garden, you know, but during between Cain and Abel or during that time, because, you know, later when Cain does get in trouble and he gets sent away, yeah. he's afraid of people. You know, he's afraid of if somebody would find me, does that, you know, and I want to bring that question up later. But I just thought it was interesting the way it was brought up, the story of how Cain came as a first human. I thought it was interesting to understand the way the world looked. Well, maybe they had daughters and Adam had more kids with those daughters, but Cain is the first son he had with Eve. Who knows be, how yeah. much time has passed? Exactly. That's that's kind of one thing I wanted to bring up. Now, we see that not only is there two sons mentioned. Because women don't count. <laughs> huh. That is not true. Women definitely It's not true. But I'm just saying, I don't know if they would record, you know. Well, unfortunately, yeah. Later on. In, like, these ancient. But they do. Because in the New Testament, there are many, like, very notable women that are major New part. New Testament. And in the Old Testament, there's a woman judge and there's different. Well, groups, you have to assume that they were in the garden. You have to assume that they were in the garden of Eden for longer four. than just a day. There's also, like, Samuel's mother. You know, there's also. You guys are still like, talking. Sorry. I'm there's, saying you have you know. to assume that they were in the garden more than just a day. So. Chapter 2 of the Bible, where it talks about the Garden of Eden, and then chapter 3, where it talks about the fall, that wasn't one day. That wasn't like, I mean, because if it was just some, one day, imagine how much of a... It was. Imagine, so okay. But, of a field this is all conjecture. Exactly. It's just like, so we, we lasted we one know. day. It, it could have been one day. It could have not been. These are not things that we I don't know. think it was. Could be, could not be. These are things... I think Adam's think life about. in the Garden must have been a long time, because... The process of even naming all the animals is more than just a 24-hour thing. Good There's point. a lot of animals out there. Good point. I think it would take me probably, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Nah, I'd say a good Nah, he hours. had that. I imagine Adam sitting there and, like, looking at animals and sometimes staying there for maybe 20, 30 minutes just really studying maybe it. Maybe he had adventures with each animal. Maybe he did. And that's why he's like, this This bear is not good. It, it, it doesn't help me. It keeps trying to go off and, and, and fish. And I'm, to say. Let's, uh, I'm trying let's to look at the stars. The here before we go we are the... adding a lot of story to yeah. the very non-story of the first like, <laughs> five chapters of the Bible. Well, that's the thing. And you guys listening out there, we want to try to encourage you to pick up the Bible, read it for yourself, investigate these things, and try to find a greater meaning for yourself. Um now, going back to the story of Cain and Abel, Cain is born, Abel is born. They're both given roles. Abel was given the role of being a shepherd, so watching the flocks, the sheep, and stuff like the livestock, and Cain was a tiller of the ground. So I think that's pretty interesting because Cain, while they're both working towards sustaining the 
you know, household of where Adam was, um, it's almost like Cain was serving more directly towards the curse that Adam was given. Now, it's interesting to note, we talked a bit, a little bit about this uh, last time we had this episode about the curse of Adam and all that. But what's yeah. interesting is we didn't mention the one thing I glossed over and I didn't mention specifically that could help us understand that is that the, you know, because Adam, or excuse me, Josh, you talked about Adam's curse and how you thought it might have just been for Adam and not the rest of people the way it was phrased. Yes. Well, if we look at it more closely, actually, the ground is what was cursed. Yeah, for well, that's what we said last episode. Yeah. So just so that we know, and we see that Cain is directly serving. I believe serving we it. said that the last episode. I believe we said that the last episode as well. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's interesting. Yeah. It's, and Abel served differently. Now, you know. Shout out to episode two. <laughs> exactly. Now, there's an obviously an emotional attachment, and I've had this conversation with you, Josh, between the differences between farming and hurting. Yeah, which one's harder? Nathan, which one's Nathan, harder? Farming or being a shepherd? How many conversations do you two have about, about the Bible? Without me. I don't know. A lot. A lot. Okay. Um, what'd you ask? What's harder? Yeah, what do you think is harder? Trying to ever call me and include me in any of these conversations or, you know. Alright, well, what was the question for real? What was diff- more different? In your mind, what do you think is more difficult or what involves more energy? Um, farming or Herding sheep or being a, a shepherd. Hmm. Huh. On the one side there's farming. Well, you have the other to. Side you know, dig sheep. Oh my god! You just have to sit and watch. Hmm. Oh my gosh! Let me think. Don't think too hard. One side is herding sheep. The other side is farming. Hmm. Okay. The two options again. Oh my god. Okay, we're gonna go ahead and just give you. I'm gonna give you my answer. What do you think? I don't know, man. I don't know a farmer or a herder of sheep. <laughs> I don't know. All right, I'm farmer. Andrew's saying shepherd. I already know this shepherd. conversation. I'm saying they're both kind of equally as difficult. No, know. I used to say that. One's I more used... difficult than the other. I hate you so much. But the question is, which one? Farming. <laughs> Maybe. Well, Josh Maybe is thinking not. about the actual physical, like, toiling in the soil and, and reaping and, you know. Because they didn't have machines and, back then. I understand. But but the and they also. With the sheep, you're having to chase them back and forth. You're having to collect The concept of riding a horse and using yeah, a yeah, horse. Yeah, yeah. Herd them to water the sheep. You don't really have a second to rest yeah, all day. But with farming, though. You, you can know, take a break. And you could, like, have to toil and sweat. And, but with sheep, Nathan, you know. Nathan, can we stop? Just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know, guys, and that's not even an important question. The reason I ask this question is because we see that in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of fruit of the ground to the Lord, and Abel also brought an offering of the firstborn of his flock. Now, what is a sacrifice? And of their fat. Yeah, and of the firstborn and of their fat. And then something very interesting happens. Something very important happens. We have God respecting and accepting one offering. Now, interesting the way he says it, he respected the offering, and he did not respect Cain and his offering. You see, he said he respected Abel. It's like a personal thing. Like I respect you and your offering, and I don't respect you and your offering. And to bring an offering, to bring something, it has to have meant something. It has to be a sacrifice where you have toiled for something. And that's kind of where this idea of what is more difficult, you know, you're bringing a firstborn that is valuable 
that you have probably an emotional attachment with, that you have something that means a lot to the to the rest of the sheep. It's something that has great significance. And then you have something that also was very difficult to do. I don't know. I've never grown a tomato. I've never like, you know, it's, I only imagine the satisfction. I'd only hear from people that do. You know how hard you have garden. to work for one Dude, tomato? your brother Josh has a garden. Yeah, one tomato Josh, takes a year of hard toil <laughs> and sweat and labor. Yeah. One tomato. Yeah, but clearly God disagrees with you. Abel's sacrifice. I mean, I was just. I'm joking. It takes. It's not as hard for one to know. So he just gave him fruit. This is the question, guys. His brothers bring in that firstborn baby. Why was Cain's offering rejected and Abel's offering accepted? What do you think? Okay. Well, you take it away, Josh. Yeah, I'll take it away. So Abel is bringing his first, all right? So he's bringing his first, which it's not really, there wasn't, it's not like God had a certain type of, because it's not, he didn't tell them exactly how he wanted his offering. Maybe. How about this? Well, it's not written down as if he's saying it, but maybe he told them. Because all of a sudden we see, time has passed. They've been farmers. They've been shepherds. They've been doing this thing for a while. So time has passed. passed, And all of a sudden they're like, okay, we need to bring an offering to God. So let's bring an offering to God. Maybe they were talking to their parents and the parents said, hey, uh, uh, we should probably do this because uh, there there is a God up there and he's, you know, we need some favor. I don't know what the reason was, but they decided to bring a, a, an offering to God. Now, Abel brings his firstborn of his flock and of their fat, and the Lord respected Abel and his offering, so he has respect. Yeah. But he did not respect Cain's offering because Cain, all he did was just bring, he brought him, I mean, what he basically brought him a, a of the fruit of the ground, right? But he you brought himself said it was really difficult to grow. So it was difficult to grow, but how much physical effort did it take for Abel to see something give birth? It, it, I, I agree. Devil's well, advocate. Listen, I agree, not, but I, I think in this, in this, it was like I'll keep on harping on the wrong thing. In this scenario, the, the question is point. why was Cain's? Uh, why was? Why did he choose one over the other? I believe that it's because. Abel brought his first. No matter what it was, he brought his first. He respected God, God enough to be like, God, you are my first. You get, you get it. the first. Now there, are, and then Abel, maybe, I mean, Cain, maybe Cain came with decent intentions and was like, God, I want to bring you my best. But that's not what God wants. God wants your first and he wants, he doesn't care. All of this is his already. He doesn't care about all the, he doesn't care about like, oh, you know, I'm bringing you gold. God made the gold. Why does God care for your gold? He wants your first. He wants that that the intimacy that you. He wants exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. Hit it on the nail right there. Yeah, you, you, he wants. He, it's it's the status of the person, not necessarily the effort of what it you know of the actual offering. It's it's the status of the heart, and it's the it's the status of their own belief and their faith. Um, Nathan, was that kind of what you were thinking, or do you have you give God your first, you know? And all honestly, 
Um, who's to say Abel even waited for the second before giving the first, you know? He gave giving the first is something to God, and you're having faith that there will be a second and a third and a fourth, but you're giving the yeah. first part of it to God. Absolutely. It's just like tithing sometimes, man. Tithing is difficult for some people to do because you know, I don't think this has anything to do with tithing. I know it doesn't this have anything to do with tithing. Completely different. Okay, but I'm just saying in general, because that's a, that's the offering we give to God. And a lot of times it's difficult for people to do because you know they're worried, well, I don't have enough money to give. Mm-hmm. But then there's other people that give it on faith. And then you always hear the stories of, yeah. well, God always provided. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, it's a faith thing. And Abel totally put his trust and faith. And that's my viewpoint from well, it. That's exactly Abel right. put his total trust and faith that God will provide always. Mm-hmm. Therefore, God should get the first. Because it's God's, like you said, it's God's anyway. Exactly. Whereas this Cain, is just another example where God is trying to tell them, listen, guys, I will. I just want you, and if you give me you, I want to take care of you. Just like how he did with Adam and Eve in the garden. He just wanted them to put God first and to, to respect what he said, and then he was just going to take care of them. That's exactly right. And I, I was... I was so happy you guys hit that point because that's what I was going to bring up. And that's kind of the, it gives us a reason in, in Hebrews chapter 11, verses four through six, uh, the Bible tells us that by faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than King by faith through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts and through it, he being dead still speaks. And then by faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony. And I want to go on to verse six. But without faith, it is impossible to please God or it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So, yeah, you guys never run on it. That is you can base it on the reason why God didn't respect, and not just the sacrifice, came. It was the way he came and presented himself before God. Should I read on? You should definitely read on. This obviously, you know, upset Cain. The same thing later in the Bible. uh, Also, another good example was with with the old lady that gave her last penny, but her only penny, and she put it in the thing, and everybody's like... She gave the two coins and gave more than all the ones that had stacked. And then everybody else was like putting a bunch of money down for everybody to see and stuff like that. And that's going to be in episode 451. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But how many people do we know that go to Bible with their best church clothes and with the best car, like showing up with their freaking Maseratis, with their Rolex, and with their probably their gold chain? I don't know. I show up with the gold chain. Easy there, buddy. Okay. I like my gold chain. But they show up with with this whole presentation. And then when the offering bucket, whatever, comes around, they make sure everybody sees that fat envelope they they stash in there. You know the types of people I'm talking about. Too. Yeah, no, I get, yeah. I get what you're saying. And again, it's it's not necessarily about tithing, those are the canes offering a sacrifice to God. And those are all the canes coming to God is very it, coming to God correct is very very important. And we'll see in the Bible, it's something that's like well, not taken not, lightly, especially when you have the tabernacle. Right, we're not all canes, Josh. Let <laughs> I me mean, calm down. The first son. God knows the, the heart. Canes. God knows the heart. All right, let me read on. Before we start just criticizing everybody. (laughs) So the Lord said to Cain, why are you so angry? And why has your countenance fallen? 
If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, well, sin lies at the door. And its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. Mm. So we see that his countenance falls. He gets upset. But then again, that relationship, that that post-eat or garden world, God comes to Cain and, and warns him. He literally reaches out. He gives him this beautiful warning. He's like, hey. He doesn't just leave him stranded. Like he sees that Cain is upset. His face and his countenance has fallen. And he comes and is like, dude, if you do right, you do what is well, I will accept you. It's not that I just, you're just never going to be accepted. But if you don't do well, watch out because this thing is waiting for you to mess up. It's waiting to take hold of you. But you're supposed to, like in the in the garden and when I first created you, you're supposed to rule over. But it's what coming if- and trying to destroy you. Picture this. What if God did this whole thing and set this whole thing in motion to give for them to give offerings just to pr- just to be able to prove a point and gets a message across to Cain to be like, hey, man, fix your ways, because he's obviously been watching them. He's probably been seeing the way Cain has just been doing things. And he's obviously not happy with the way he's doing things. So he wants to give him a message. And it's clear over here. It's like, hey, man, I want you to do good. Like, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to help. Please. Yeah. I don't know. Possibly. Who knows? I just, I mean, at the end this of the day, story is more of Cain than it is Abel. You see, this is humanity's, you know, it's the first time you see humanity have envy and like uh, jealousy and, you know, anger like basically depression you know yeah. and just like it's a lot of these darkest like emotions these, that tie in and lead breeds to something the hatred exactly it's like it's really starts with selfishness because cain realizes that abel had something that he didn't have that was sought after i mean abel just had the right stuff you know cain you know? just didn't have the right stuff and it's, it's yeah we saw he said his countenance fall but he was also very angry there's some to say he was he was wroth like he was more than angry, like he was extremely upset. And God steps in and is just like, dude. Now Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, where is Abel, your brother? He said, I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? <laughs> and he said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. So now you are cursed from the earth, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you till the ground, it shall no longer yield its strength to you. A fugitive and a vagabond, you shall be on the earth. And Cain said to the Lord, my punishment is greater than I can bear. Surely you have driven me out this day from the face of the ground. I shall be hidden from your face. I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond on earth. And it will happen that anyone who finds me will kill me. And the Lord said to him, therefore, whoever kills Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark on Cain, lest anyone finding him should kill him. Okay. Just, oh man, there you have it. Let's steer clear of you know what. (laughs) (laughs) Straight murder. All right, so we start out with them going into the field. Cain's like, yo, bro, what's this all about? And Abel's just like, Dude, I'm, I'm, 
I'm just, I don't know. I'm just trying to be a good boy. You know me. I'm, I'm the good little brother that follows God to a T. Cain's like, dude, I've been working so hard. I'm giving God what I can. Who knows how what the conversation went. Bada boom, bada bing. Cain grabs a rock, a stick. Maybe he kills a cow and grabs the leg of a cow and shanks his brother. Who okay. knows? But yeah. he kills his brother. He, killed him. Yeah. he rose up against him and slew him. Yeah, slain well, slain him, slayed him, slain him, slew, sleep. What? Well, in my in my version, it says kill, killed him. Yeah, killed essentially. Him. Now, yeah, I don't know Murder. if that was pre, you know, premeditated or it could have been bare hands, strangling. Yeah, it might have been honestly, because I mean, but there was blood, so the blood, the you know, if see God, there was blood. It's just, it's a heavy. It wasn't internal bleeding, so it could not have been strangulation. Yeah. And he came to, he came to Cain the same way he came to Adam when he sinned with a question, reaching out yet again. Not, I know. Obviously, blood was crying out. God saw his creation kill his other creation. And he comes to him and says, just like, hey, where is your brother Abel? And Cain, his first response is so like haughty, just like, I don't know. My brother's like he's like he's obviously guilty, and I have to think that he knows that God knows everything. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And it's just like he's so far gone. He's so like just in that moment, just like you know whatever. I don't even care. And then when he hits him with the "What have you done?" He hits him with that one eight seven. Yeah, this the voice of your brother cries out to me from the ground. So now you are cursed from the earth, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. Man, that's like a further, it's like one step further of a curse than Adam got. It's like the next level. Yeah. Adam, Adam's curse is God cursed the ground. And then with his son, God, the cursed ground that God already cursed <laughs> is now cursing from the, what does it say? From the ground. Now, now you are cursed from the ground. So God so, cursed the ground with Adam. And then the ground, basically from the ground, God is cursing. Cain, just like where, down back up to Cain. <laughs> where Adam has to work hard to receive the things he was freely given. Now Cain doesn't even have a choice. He can't yeah. even do that. It's like even if you try to grow something, ain't nothing coming. You're gonna get them rocks and thistles. Like you're that's why he nothing. had to move to the city. That's a very what? well, that's what he did. If he can't be a farmer. And he's obviously he's not going to be a shepherd because he's not going to pick up the profession of the brother he just killed. <laughs> he ain't doing that. That's like a slap to the face. He becomes a fugitive and it comes back to that point again. You have to go from place to place to get what food you can, whatever living you can. You have to. You don't get to call any place your home anymore and you're exiled. So you have Adam and Eve witnessing the result of the sin that they brought into the world, taking away their first two children, yeah. everything from them. And and now you have Cain also, we have that back to that conversation. He's afraid because obviously he's like, what happens if somebody finds me and I'm not together with you? I'm not safe. I'm not in Eden. I'm not in God's presence. They're going to kill me. And God does something extremely interesting here. You know, I would think that, you know, second generation in, sin is already entered into the world. They're already living in on this punishment. And you do something so heinous as to kill your brother, somebody you grow up with, somebody you're close with, somebody you see every day that you serve with, you offer offerings with. You kill him. You take away his life to where it's literally crying. His innocent blood cries out to God. Yeah. And God, instead of, you know, 
smiting Cain right there on the spot, he gives him another merciful sign, a sign that protects him against any type of person that want to harm him. And then not even that, whoever harms him will be cursed seven, seven times, which has significance. What's seven times worse than he already got? Like you ain't get it, you ain't nothing. Nothing you do will ever be good, type of thing. Not only will the ground not help you, but there will be birds pooping on your head whenever you wake up, type of thing. Yeah, I mean, I will, I was looking into some different ideas. We're not going to go into some of the crazier ideas. Okay, John, give me some slack, bro. Come on. We're not even going to go into it, but let's just say the mark of Cain. There's, there's some people that believe a certain way that is completely wrong and no biblical evidence. and doesn't even make sense. There's um, not any biblical evidence for anything that we hypothesize about what the mark of Cain could be. I mean, yeah, everybody goes from it could be like a physical letter written on his forehead. It could be – some people say it could have been one of the – you know, it could have been a dog that followed him around and protected him. That was actually like something that people literally look up. Like the mark of Cain, or it could have just been not a physical mark, just the miracle of the fact that he wouldn't ever befall danger to the point where somebody would hurt him, that God would have had a part of protection over him. It didn't have to be a physical mark or like, you know, some people even said it was a horn coming out of his forehead. There's lots of different theories um, to what that mark could be. But I guess the main point to understand would be that he was, the punishment is greater than I can bear his reaction you have driven me out this day from the face of the ground, and I be hit, and I shall be hidden from your face. It's like the limited relationship they already had. You can see sin. What it does is it drives you further and further away from God. And God warned him, and He told him, "Don't do this," and He did anyway. And He allowed that feeling of jealousy that turns into sad. That's you know, sadness, jealousy, hate, resentment, anger. And then eventually ended up to a physical action of murder to take over him. But God said that you're supposed to rule over that. And God gives us the strength to be able to rule over that instead of letting it take over us. So that's that's briefly the story of Cain and Abel, unfortunately. Now, luckily, the story doesn't end here. You know, as you know, there's a lot of Bible to continue. You know, we have the family of Cain. Yeah, this isn't even the end for Cain. Cain continues. He 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 receives his curse, but he also receives this partial like mercy or this blessing, and it continues on with the with verse sixteen, Nathan. If you want to continue, we'll see kind of where after being exiled from his parents and from everything he knows, where does Cain end up? Then Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod, and on the east of Eden. And Cain knew his wife, and she conceived and bore Enoch, and he built a city and called the name of the city after the name of his son, Enoch. So Enoch was born Irad, and Irad begot Mehujael, and Mehujael begot Methusael, and Methusael begat Lamech. Bunch of really hard to say names. I'm so happy you're reading this. <laughs> then, <laughs> and I'm probably butchering most of them. Then Lamech took for himself two wives. The name of one was Adah, and the name of the second was Zillah. And Adah bore Jabal. He was the father of those who dwell in tents and have livestock. Interesting. 
What? Yep. His brother's name was Jubal. He was the father of all those who played the harp and flute. Mm-hmm. And as for Zilla, she also bore Tubal Kain, an okay. instructor of every craftsman in bronze and iron. And the sister of Tubal Kain was Nama. And Lamech said to his wives, Adan Zilla, hear my voice. Why is the Lamech? Listen to my speech. For I have killed a man for wounding me, even a young man for hurting me. If Cain shall be avenged sevenfold, then Lamech seventy-sevenfold. Yep. So a lot of really interesting things right there. Let's start with the fact that Cain goes out from the presence of the Lord and dwells in the land of Nod, which is east of Eden. And he, well, first of all, finds a wife. I don't know where, but maybe the that's the confusing part is just like there's this like- whole town there's this whole city not there isn't a city it's a land just like eden was a land cain actually founds the first city yeah and well, one thing okay. that we see from it let me point out one thing that i saw was interesting with he, who he, he he has a kid he conceives it and calls it enoch and built the city and named the city after his son enoch it's theorized that as Cain is a fugitive, goes on the world, there isn't a point of repentance for him. Whereas Adam and Eve, they kind of turned and still sought to serve the Lord and taught their children to serve the Lord. Enoch, what we I see as an indicator of he, not only does he found a city, but he names it after himself or something that comes from him, as opposed to ever giving glory back to God. It's kind of another sign of kind of who he was to his character, to the base of who he, how he believed. And it shows, and it's and everything that happens afterwards is just another clear indication of that. He has a couple more children, and we go. We'll skip to the only next notable one, which is Lamech, who had two wives. Oh my so god! The first polygamist, you know, which there itself is probably not a sign that he's a good guy. Lamech is a wild, Lamech. wild. Dude, he just was a character. wild, wild man. And not only that, he was a violent man. You know, yeah. he killed a man for just wounding him, and even a young man just for hurting him. He's just savage. So and- th- there is this legend. So it, it also has to do with the mark of Cain, and uh, even how Cain dies. It's not real, but there is this legend. It's an extra biblical type of um, writing that's not. It's not at all uh, uh, sourced as accurate, but. Some people like to give it credit or whatever, but the legend basically goes is Cain, the mark that God gives Cain is a horn on his head. So they all, Lamech, Lamech's son and Cain decide to all go hunting one day. And Lamech mistakes Cain as an animal and kills the animal and then also accidentally kills his son in the process. And then that's why Lamech ends up like, well, sevenfold, he kills his son as well because he killed Cain. And then his generation, his descendants are basically completely going away from God, which is also part of the sevenfold type of curse, where it's just God not only curses you, your life, but everything after you. Yeah. That's that's, not in the Bible, though. No, it's not in the Bible. I stated that already said it's biblical no i said it's an extra biblical as in like it's a different type of writing but it's even more extra than the bible <laughs> ah. one, one interesting thing and one parallel i'll bring to the, to jesus um to see where kind of he 
he lines up with a lot of this with the Lamech's little statement or his, you know, little saying to his wives, if Cain shall be avenged sevenfold, then Lamech 70 times seven, the spirit of like vengeance and violence and continuation and sin later in the Bible, in the book of Matthew, when, you know, the disciples are asking and Peter's asking Jesus, you know, he's talking about forgiveness and it's like, well, how many times should I forgive my brother? You know, yeah. How many times did Jesus say? She's like seven, seven times. Seven times seven. He says seventy times seven. You seventy times seven. Yeah. You yeah. should have that heart, just like God had for His creation, and you can see how far away this part of the world has fallen to where they're multiplying, and you can see that kind of this 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 um, deviousness and, and evil expanding throughout the realms of the earth. And it's interesting because now we go back. After following Cain and seeing kind of where he settles and seeing what he's multiplying and putting out into the world, we go back to Adam and Eve, who now are just, you know, probably just destroyed. But as time goes, it says Adam knew his wife again. And she bore a son and named him Seth. Mm -hmm. For God has appointed another seed for me instead of Abel, whom Cain killed. And as for Seth, to him also a son was born, and he named him Enosh. Then men began to call on the name of the Lord. Yep. And that's where chapter four ends now. Woo! Okay. There's Time to get into here. the nitty gritty. Okay. We, I'll let yeah. you go. So, so real quick before, because we're also going to cover kind of the, the line of Seth. I want to end this episode with. Um, we did it. <laughs> we didn't do anything. If anything, humans kind of really just, it's, there wasn't a lot of laughter in this episode just because it was kind of just a lot of sadness and depression and murder and anger. Um, but unfortunately this is the reality of what happened in the Bible. And, and we want to end this episode with the kind of the lines, there's genealogies that follow in the first part yeah. of chapter, chapter five. He and a lot lying. of very interesting. <laughs> lion. He ain't lying. It yeah. wouldn't be a, a greater meaning podcast episode if there wasn't a lion reference. That's true. Um, We have genetic genealogies, very interesting children that follow. We saw what kind of happened with the, the line of Cain and what, what he ended up offspringing. Um, but one thing I want to point out that was interesting, what do you think he meant whenever, what do you think he means that then man began to call upon the name of the Lord, that last verse, you know, after Seth and then Seth was born and Enosh and, you know. I like to imagine that Adam and Eve were still kind of talking to God daily and just kind mm -hmm. of the kids that stayed with them also had that close relationship with God. Yeah. That's, that's the one idea It's like, yeah, then this part was still calling upon the name of the Lord or some people kind of believe that they're starting to become the minority and evil was spreading so much to the world that they're affecting each other. And we will see in this next chapter, the genealogies, they weren't staying still. They were also growing and people were being born and they were being oppressed to the point where they needed to call upon the name of the Lord, almost like as a help me. And like, you know, this, there's well, so why? Much, because there's so, much, because there's so much murder and evil in the world. Okay. Yes. Yes. And, and well, obviously the Adam and Eve and Seth and that whole line, mm -hmm. they're not getting involved with them. So if they're not getting they're involved still in with the land of Eden, technically, because Cain was kicked out of the land of Eden. 
Yeah. Well, you're right. Or, they, yeah. No, no, no. They're still, they could be in the land of Eden because the Garden of Eden was the Garden of Eden, but that doesn't mean that they couldn't be in Eden. You, you know yeah, what I'm talking it says about? That Cain was, and he left the, the go to the land of Nod. And he likes his children. Cain, but I'm talking about Adam and Eve. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Two different and places. Seth. Okay. Well, so, Seth. for the, so this whole time, and it, and it was interesting because even thinking with, uh, Adam and Eve, and and when we were talking about what's their purpose and, and stuff like that, well, there wasn't really, uh, from the looks of it, there wasn't really worship. There wasn't a worship type of thing. God gave them stuff to do. They were doing it. Same thing with when, Cain and Abel. You, you're talking about like after the garden? I'm talking about just in general, like the whole worshiping aspect of getting, you know, like calling out to the name of the Lord. There wasn't really, there wasn't, I want to say is, the more sin that came onto the earth, the more and more God had to drift, get away from us. You know what I'm talking kind about? Kind of, yeah, actually. So the more point. and more God left us, the more and more people became desperate for God. So they, the, the only way to get God to kind of like, God, please help, was to call out on I mean, even Moses later on, or uh, who was it? It was uh, Abraham. He had to interfere. He had to call, like God had his plan to destroy certain city. And God, and Abraham was like, God, I know you got this plan, but please. like, yeah. So it's the same concept that God's drifting away, theoretically. I'm not saying that this is actually what happened, but no, God's right. leaving. God's leaving because of all this sin, because wherever God is, sin cannot be. So the more exactly. sin that is starting to happen on earth, the, the more he has to leave, the more he, his presence is not there as much. Yeah, it's drifting further and further away. And like it says, in the, there's a verse that says where his eyes cannot behold where sin is. So he's constantly yeah. turning away. And it's just snowballing into this depravity that's just continuing to grow and grow. And it's just, you, you kind of hit it right there on the nail. It's like, yeah, at this point, I would say the population of people that are still faithful and calling to the Lord are growing smaller and smaller. Well, they're and also, I imagine them being killed. That's what I'm saying. That's why I brought out the whole, and then they begin to call out. They're like, God, we that are your children that are still being faithful to you are becoming less and less to the point where we're, this next episode, when we get into Noah, it's, it's just Noah and his family in a whole world where it says that every intention of their heart was evil and towards evil. Like, they yes. even, like even like at the bottom core, they were nothing good. No. Now, I want to just go through some of the children. The first half of chapter five, we're not going to read it. I'm not going to make Nathan go, and he lived this many years and died and then begot this no, person. No, you know. It's a lot, and we're, it's going to be kind of hard to listen to. I'm just going to go through a few notable sons. Um, you know, mm. Seth begets Enosh, then men begin to call upon the name of the Lord. And then there's a lot. You can go and read chapter five and kind of see the ages in which they lived. They yeah, lived. Adam lived to 130 years and then begot a son. Oh, no, Adam life. lived for 930 years. Yeah, but when he had Seth, he he was 130 years. Yeah, and, and then, then after Seth, he lived after begot Seth another 800, 800 years. 800 more years. Imagine that. That's oh, like a whole. I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Yeah. Seth lived 105 years. And after he begat his son, finally, 
he lived 807 years. And there we have uh, genealogies going through beginning and living and dying. Who's the one that lived a very long time? Was it Methuselah? So, yeah, so we get to Enoch. Enoch is an important figure to stop on. Where's Enoch? We're going to talk about him a little bit more. Well, let me get episode. to Methuselah. <clears throat> well, Enoch gives birth or begets. I understand Methuselah. that, but I want to talk about Methuselah for a second. Okay, let's go to Methuselah. Enoch. It's past Enoch. That dude lived uh, 969 years. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and a lot of people wonder, how in the world did these stories get, like, how do we have these stories? Because these people live for freaking forever almost. Exactly. It's easy for the, the, the word of mouth to keep going. Technically, between Adam and Abraham, there's literally only two people that needed to have, like, the story word of mouth given of how everything happened. Adam would have lived long enough to tell his child or his grandchild Lamech, and Lamech would have been lo- lived long enough to tell Noah's son Shem, and Shem would have been old enough to tell his grandchild Abraham. <clears throat> All the way up to Abraham, you have direct line of like two people that would have been like, yeah, Adam straight up was in the garden. This is what he told this happened. And a lot of people believe that, and this is what a lot of uh, Jewish people believe, that Methuselah was one of the first ancient historians where he actually wrote on stone ziggurats or tablets the histories of the world as told to him by his forefathers and he actually gave to noah and noah carried these histories um on the ark and then after the ark there was like places this is what's believed again i don't have any verse that says this is i love it i love it because the thing is we think of methuselah living as long as he did he recorded history passed it on to noah and then noah brought those same tablets somewhere that's common sense logic i just someone had to carry on the writings I just picked a cool sounding name. Now, Enoch, I mean, I, it turns Enoch, out he's cool. Enoch, I'm get such, into Enoch. Enoch, Enoch is such an right, insane character. Enoch, let me read about Enoch, all right? No. So, all right. Jared lived 162 years and begot Enoch. Mm-hmm. After he begot Enoch, Jared lived 800 years. And that's what are about the thought. Enoch lived 65 years and begat Methuselah. Had him super young for that time. Yeah, 65. Man, boy, he young, started young. Young chap. After he begot Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years and had sons and daughters. So all the days of Enoch was 365 years. Mm. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not. <laughs> For God took him. Which I is love again it. repeated in Hebrew. When I read in Hebrews chapter 11, it says again, and he was not, by the way, because God took him. So this is not like a, you know, this. He didn't he die. Didn't die. One of the only not people die. in the Bible to not experience death. This is just one of blowing. two. One of two. And it's just the the lore and the the stories and the extra oh, biblical text that come book out called the, the Book of Enoch. Book of Enoch, which is, which is not part of the Bible. Okay. Part of the Bible. Well, we're going we to open stuff. this. No, no, no. I'm not getting into it. First, we start off that that the fact that he even lived 365 years. I mean, a lot of times we all have these these mindsets like, oh man, where where did uh, where where did we come up with the concept of months, days, years? How do we even know what a year is? Well, we just or how, how do we days, know how to milk a cow or stuff we, like that? Did Enoch live? And we'll just do days in that year. This is a, a, a wild example of just like God. Another thing that God set in what a year was, and another freaking like slap to the face is like. Enoch lived 365 years and then God takes him. 
that 365 was for a reason. I, I don't see any other reason than it being a, a, a full year, you know, a, that we have. But numbers <laughs> are a very important thing in the Bible. I, I agree, but I, I, I don't know where you, why. It's just kind of coincidence. Very <laughs> stretch. Yeah, it's it not just... a coincidence that that, it got, that he lived 365 years and, and God took Well, what about I, a I don't leap year, Josh? Coincidence. Tell yeah, me why. What about a leap year? year? Yeah, Tell us about that leap year. Yeah. The, the leap year is... <laughs> I, I don't know. It's something the devil must have got involved with that one. I don't know. <laughs> An extra day. No. <laughs> no, I mean, this is the first instance that somebody doesn't die. This is insane. There's like a whole UFOlogy stuff. Bro, we're going to get around. into. <clears throat> so we're not getting around. into Nephilim so right now. Not right? No. This is going to preface that's the gonna no take episode. all day. Yeah, we're going to. You know, that's going to be a long episode. By the way, next episode. I'm just telling you right now, this one's not as zany. Next episode's gonna get in the weeds a little bit. With all the, uh, we're gonna we're gonna come prepared. Next episode, we're gonna do our we're gonna. I mean, I've already done a ton of research, and we've we've already you know all spoken of us, a lot about our this. whole lives have done research on this. This stuff. one is gonna be a big one because it talks about a lot of very interesting elements, to say the least, that aren't really brought up in the Bible too much later. But if they're written in the Bible, are like history of the world. So, well, for now, we'll just stop at the fact that Enoch was Come somebody that on, lived. I want to get into dinosaurs. We're going to get into dinosaurs. We're going to get into giants. We're going to get into the sons of God, angels mixing and sleeping with women and having race of, you know, genetically corrupted beings and the whole world getting flooded because God has to pretty much flush it all away. Uh, but we'll, we'll get into that. Now, here's a fin- funny thing. Methuselah lived for 180 years, seven years and begot Lamech. So it's funny how, like, you know, they both name their kid the same. There's two Lamechs. Remember, there's there's one bad Lamech. Why are they copying wives. each other? Well, you know, everybody always likes, you know, names are popular. Um, <laughs> and there's a good Lamech, the Lamech who is the father of Noah. And it's interesting because Lamech, this is the first one that's quoted as saying, when Noah was born... This one will comfort us concerning our work and toil of our hands because of the ground which the Lord has cursed. Shout back to the curse in the garden, how the ground is cursed and you have to work it. And after he begot Noah, he lived 595 years and had sons and daughters and all the days of Lamech were 700. Now Noah was 500 years old and Noah begot Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And that's, and that's where we're going to end today's episode uh, with Ham. And Sham and Chapeth. Is yeah. it Ham or have... could it be Ham? Now, there uh-huh. is interesting stories uh-huh. to like why it was, why would Lamech think that Noah's special? Like, what, what, why would he prophesy this over this one individual? Was child? he glowing in the dark, maybe? <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> oh, that's not in the Bible. Snap. It's, it's, let me be very clear. There's a lot of extra biblical apocryphic texts out there that are not hidden works. They're not banned books because there's truths in there that people don't want you to know. They are not biblical because they are not considered canon by. The fathers, the apostolic fathers that put the Bible together, that it was widely agreed upon to be Holy Spirit inspired scripture. There's there was especially the Old Testament, when they had this, you know, the collection of the books in the Old Testament, they were already pretty much set in stone as this is agreed upon as you do as, know that the Jewish scripture that by, the, by the time Jesus was born. 
You do the know that the Torah has the original, has more has more books in their the Old Testament. The Septuagint is a collection of what we know as the Old Testament um, yeah. that was translated from the original Hebrew into Greek, and it's it's it's. It's more in depth. It's it's the same. It's just, it's pretty much similar to the Old Testament. If it has nothing to do with the story of Jesus and our salvation, there was no reason for it to be in the Bible. I don't even want to hear about it, bro. But Noah was glowing when he was born. Maybe. And they were just like, "Why is this child glowing? Why is the child glowing? He's not. Why glowing. do Romanian dogs go ham ham? <laughs> <laughs> and American hum, dogs hum. go bark bark. You know? <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> I never thought of that, man. Oh, you do when you're when you're my grandfather. When, uh-huh. he, when I heard that for the first time, I died so hard because he just if you know my grandfather, he's a very serious no. But you're guy. right. I've heard that before. And he just goes, and the dog goes, "Ham ham." <laughs> what type of dogs do they I have died. over there? I don't know, but they're the ham ham. I don't know why I went off topic there. Yeah, yeah, I don't well, know. I mean, Noah's special as a baby. I mean. Why? I mean, he pointed them out and said, "This one will comfort us." Concerning, I mean, if my child. Maybe they said something about every child. All right, we'll get into Noah next one because next one's gonna like this is a whole preface before we get into the big. But in hindsight, Moses was like that one special. Let me include his. We had to lay the groundwork here. Noah was the savior of humanity. Okay, we keep talking about Noah. He was the 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 one that was remained faithful and righteous to God, and which God used him and his family to carry on. (laughs) I have a question because everybody knows about Noah and the flood. What do you think when the floods happening? Enoch's like, what's going on? (laughs) Do you think you should put me back down there? Whoa, whoa, I haven't died yet. This is uh, a thanks, thanks God, going back. Right, (laughs) like I'm staying here. (laughs) <laughs> he puts them on the one island. Oh, dude! It's well. That's the thing. We're gonna it's the story of Noah. I'm very excited to get in the next episode. I mean, um, this story in itself was a freaking like crazy one. We have this. We have the first murder. Cain kills his brother. He gets I'm sent so out. Excited about, this. and then all of a sudden, this is the wild, and we're gonna get into it next next episode like crazy. All of a sudden, the line of Cain is doing all these crazy things. They're learning how to be musicians, how to use makeup, how to how to uh, make how to weapons, ride horses. One thing that's yeah, one thing we didn't talk Horse about is masters? his children who like dwelt in tents and livestock, and you have agriculture. Then you yeah. have one like entertainment and art, and then you have somebody that develops warfare and protection and like metalworking and 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 you know all these. So is it trade. the more modern the, a country the, becomes, the more evil it becomes? This I mean, is the more people yeah. sit together. These are the symbols Bro. of a society growing, of a city, of a. Yes. More people collect in one place. If you can feed people correctly and they can stay in one comfortable place, which is protected, that has yeah. shelter, they're going to develop things like music. They're going to develop things like um, artwork. They're going to develop things like, you know, different types of skills and crafts and development. I see what you're trying to say now. If you want to be a true follower of God, you must constantly be on the run. <laughs> I don't know, man. A lot of those old guys have never stayed in one place for long. Like all of our Bibles have all of Paul's treks back there. He was constantly moving. He was always on the run. No, we need to rely on God for for these things. And when so the greater meaning for God's glory. So my idea of the greater meaning to the story behind Cain and Abel. It's hard to be you know encouraging, and it's hard to see because when you look at a story so dark. Um, as like a brother murdering a brother, but 
seeing it, it was encouraging to see that God is still faithful and in, 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 in the fact that he comes with such a merciful question. And then he still gives Cain that mark of protection where he could have, you know, given him punishment again on the spot. I think the greater meaning is to accept God's mercy and to use it as an opportunity for repentance. When, when we are, when we die to ourselves and we come to God with faith, faith is the most important thing that God wants to see from us, faith and obedience and reliance on him. And then he will be provided and he will accept us and he will respect our offering. If we bring one to him, um, it's only whenever we seek to please ourselves to when we do something, do something for our glory, build a city and like, Oh, I had a son. This is my son. Uh, this is my line. This is my city. These are my things. I don't repent of my things. You know, that's whenever you drift further and further away from God. Yeah. If you can just look to God, if you can just die to yourself, humble yourself and realize the necessity for God in your life and put him first, then you will be accepted. Um, that was an awesome one. Mine, keep it short and simple. Put God first. Give yourself fully and and put God first in whatever you do. And if you mess up, freaking if you mess up, don't run. Don't make excuses. Just say, I'm sorry. It's really hard to do. It is hard to do. But, like, that's one of the biggest things also that I got from all this. And the first one was, like, just fess up for it. Like just accept your mistake, accept when you do something wrong and try to do better. That's it. That's all I got. Nathan. Oh, the greater meaning of this episode to me. I mean, this, the passages we read are very, very heavy and deep. I mean, you see the first murder, you see another lie to God that, you know, I don't know where my brother is and, you just see a guy that after he messes up like that, he just continues on in his way and through his seed utterly brings about the destruction of the world. Yeah. You know, his uh, selfishness and his just anger and hatred. I, this episode's actually a bummer to me. I, I don't, I don't, and I don't say I don't, I'd say really, I rarely say I don't like certain stories of the Bible, but this is one story that it hurts me because we've all experienced to some degree, you know, jealousy, envy. Uh, we've all kind of like, we say we're happy for somebody if they do good, but then deep down we're like, ah, I wish it was me. You know, and I never want that to be. I'm so careful and I guard myself to never allow that to be because I see that envy could breed so many different things. I mean, it could grow into a hatred. It can grow into you doing something that you'll regret forever. That's how when you get in arguments with them. I mean, you say things that you regret forever and then you're too embarrassed or too ashamed to even ask for an apology after that. And or the worst is when you just double down after you make a mistake. You like double. That's what Cain essentially kept doubling down, and his kids double down after him. You're like, no, you know, God. If God puts a mark on us, well, we're not children of God. That's essentially the <laughs> attitude they took. Like, it's crazy. Like they became insane. 
Yeah. They lost it. Yeah. And it's just, and there's this other family, a very small one, their forefathers and Seth, that they're like, hey, God, we need to, we're seeking to worship you. And it's like such a constant, like, one's like light, one's just darkness. This is where good and evil start to have conflict. This is the beginning of that, basically. Mm. This is like where, in through humanity, good and evil start to fight. And, I mean, the greater meaning to me, we are so fortunate that Jesus Christ died for our sin. Because you saw in Josh and Andrew earlier, we're talking about how God couldn't be around sin no more. He, he can't be in the presence of sin. God couldn't look towards his creation no more because all he saw was sin. And because of Jesus's sacrifice, because of his blood covering the earth, God now can look down upon us and we have salvation through Christ's sacrifice. And that's like getting really further down to what all these stories were going through. But I mean, that's what it's kind of leading up to. But unfortunately, we did have to have a world like this, and there needed to be a world that was destroyed once, and there needed to be that one family that was like the righteous family, because that family, throughout their bloodline, Jesus Christ came into the world from Noah's descendants, you know? Yeah. But it's like, think about how small those margins were, right? One family just one, like just any little thing could have gone wrong. It was just like the margins were so small and the stakes were so high. And that I mean, that's deep. why like this episode, it just, every time we, every time we read this about this, passage, it always, I'm bummed out afterwards for like <laughs> 20, 30, 40 minutes. Cause I'm thinking like, man, I never want to be a cane. You know, I want to be an able, but. Are you I able to be able? Yeah, but I also don't want to cause somebody to be a king. Yeah. Right? And then I kind of want to be like Seth. Reality is I want to be like Christ and just love everybody and be humble and, you know, worship the Lord with all my heart. Love it, Paul. As always, beautifully said. Um and that, that is that is the end of the episode, everybody. Thank you, as always, for listening. Thank you for tuning in. If you like what you hear and you want to support us, please don't forget to give us that five-star review. Leave us a message. Share us with your friends. Share um, us. Share us. The us amount know. of podcasts, I mean, the amount of content out there that is with the Bible. It's always, I mean, there's a we bunch of to, good Bible stuff that I've listened do. to. Yeah, more and more. And we thank you for all the support we've gotten so far. I've gotten a ton of people reaching out saying how much they appreciate, you know, another, you know, somebody wanting to tell the stories of the Bible in, in a unique way. Um, and we want to keep doing this for you guys. We want, we want to encourage you to open the Bible. We want you to go and seek these stories for yourself, read them yourself and share what you think the greater meaning is. Yeah. You know, what is, what is the message you, when you read the story of Cain and Abel and you see what's going on, the, the events transpiring, share it with us, you know, send us an email at GM or at greater meaning podcast at gmail.com. That's greater meaning podcast at gmail.com. And, and we'd love to share some of the things you guys send us. We're getting a, a lot of stuff in, so we're going to filter through some of them and we're going to shout somebody out next time as well. Watch but, out for, um, watch out for pretty soon. We're going to be having a Facebook. We're going to have social media. So watch out for that. Follow us on there. Keep yourself, uh, keep updating, keep, press that 
that alert button. So whenever you get something from us that you see it, because uh, you won't be disappointed. I mean, we're, we're going to be constantly coming out with bangers, banger, banger, banger. <laughs> yeah, we're going to keep we're going to keep telling the stories of the Bible and hopefully we're going to get as many people to put a Bible in their hands as possible. That's always, the goal. And, and also, you know, okay. American dogs go bark, bark. Romanian dog go ham ham. Russian dogs go gav gav. <laughs> All Serbian right, well, go av av. I'm Josh. I'm that's Andrew. Andrew what is and this? that's Nathan. And this is the Greater Meaning Podcast. Oh, Thank you for listening. Bubba, Slovak. Ha ha. Ow, ow. Oh my We're gosh. Just, Bye, everybody. Black Spanish, they go gow gow. Wow, wow. Yo, yo. <laughs>